Welcome to HomeWise, a podcast of Highlands Ministries. Wisdom is essential in building a strong family and home life. Proverbs says that a wise woman builds her house and a foolish woman tears it down. I'm Steve, and I'm here with Kara Murphy, my wife and the mother of our 10 children, ages 3 to 20. I've been blessed with a wise and godly wife, and over the years I've learned that Christian women appreciate her perspective and need encouragement to rise above the folly of our culture and be home wise. There are a lot of different ways to express the topic that we're going to talk about today. Um, But the best way that we could come up with is imposing your preferences on other people as though it were biblical law. Thus saith the Lord, God has commanded us all to... Or it's the only wise way to do this. Or, yeah, if you really want to take the high spiritual road, if you're wise, like me, you'll do this. Right. But if you just want to continue being a fool and live a lesser (laughs) life, and that's okay, that's your choice. (laughs) Yeah. We don't say any of those things, but that's what would come across. Yes. When we make our preferences a matter of... um, of uh, biblical law, and we, we hold them up as biblical law. That's easy to do. It is. And we do that in a lot of different places. It's a particularly easy when you feel very strongly about something. Yeah. Um, some examples of that. I don't hear about this one as much anymore, but when I was a young mom, there was uh, breastfeeding versus bottle feeding. Oh, yeah, that's a big one. There was scheduling or demand feeding. Those were big. Mm-hmm. There was whether or not, this is a little more recent, whether to vaccinate or not. And both sides of that issue can real quickly fall into um, pretty absolutism. Yeah. <laughs> um, of course, one that hits more close to home here is, you know, homeschooling versus Christian schooling. Uh, whether, oh, well, whether you do a home birth or a natural delivery or whether you do a hospital birth and a high tech delivery, mm-hmm. which we've done every single form there. Every possibility. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even, even almost in the truck on the way to. <laughs> well, there was that one. Um, Thankfully, we avoided that. Yes, we were not really looking for a truck birth, but no. <laughs> um, one of the more recent ones has, uh, food has become a hot button issue with oh. the organic thing. Oh, and I just, missed. Just shut up and pass the Twinkies. <laughs> That's really funny. You don't even like Twinkies. Right. Yeah, but I'm just going to eat one in front of you so that you can get it over with. <laughs> You're so funny. You don't even like them. <laughs> <laughs> but I will. <laughs> yeah, you went so on principle. Well, so we missed the whole debate over whether Walmart was of the devil or not. <laughs> Somehow that happened while we were raising kids or something. I don't know. Um <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I think Jim Gaffigan has that routine about going to oh, McDonald's. I, I, McDonald's and <laughs> oh, yeah, we're not going to say what he says. No, but... but I'm not here to eat. I'm just here to do something immoral, yeah. you know, and, that, and that's okay because <laughs> that's the equivalent, you know, the dynamic equivalent oh, of going to brother. eating at McDonald's was this immoral thing that he was going to do. And, yeah. and it was more socially acceptable to do the immoral thing than to eat there. Yeah, um, yeah. Which I thought, I mean, it just, it was funny because, boy, did it just take a... A poke at, at um, what? Food snobs. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
You know, I still like my Taco Bell, especially right now, being pregnant. <laughs> and I know it's not good for me. I never thought it was. Yeah, that is one of those issues that very quickly polarizes folks. Yes, and unfortunately, um, what happens, well, I don't know. <laughs> I actually refused to watch a couple of documentaries. Um, that a lot of friends were pressing oh, us yeah, to see. Oh, yeah, because frankly, I can't afford to eat all organic and, and feed eight children at home. And I've seen... I've seen nutritional deficiencies in people who are poor and trying to eat that way so much so that they, you know, they won't deviate from their path and their children are, are struggling mm -hmm. with their health. And <laughs> you mm -hmm. go, this is nuts. I mean, this is taking it to extreme. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's a good thing. The Lord gave us that example because, um, because it definitely showed how you can veer off on these extremes to the point of even, hurting your family, you yeah, know? So, yeah. I mean, I like, I prefer to buy as much organic as I can afford. And if there's a 10 cents difference, I'll do that. But, um, but at the same time, you know, you really can't be $1.99 chicken breasts and ground beef or get three ninety nine on that. But you know what I mean? Yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't feed my family the protein we need without eating meat. And I can't afford to buy the meat, you know, at this point, the Lord may change that. He's given us some wonderful, things, uh, opportunities for other stuff. <laughs> um, but, but we, you know, if, if it wasn't for the Lord opening up doors for us, there's things we couldn't afford. But the point with all these issues is not the issue themselves. I mean, you could be a vegetarian or a vegan. So I'm sorry for you, but yeah. that's fine. <laughs> right. But you cannot say thus saith the Lord. Right. Especially on that issue. Right. Right. And not after, after, the Noahic covenant, at least. Yes. Um, well, and then there was the whole thing where Peter and the sheet came down. And yeah. So not only are we supposed to eat meat, but we can even eat unclean meat. Um, yeah, but you and you cannot say, "Thus saith the Lord," on how you uh, educate your children, or well, there are "Thus saith the Lords," but they aren't X or Y. They're not the lines we want to draw. Right. Yes. And I understand from. A lot of these things are hard. And so because they're hard, we're looking for reinforcement. Mm -hmm. And because we need to be reinforced, we need to be shored up in our opinion. Sometimes we go too far and we want to create a biblical issue where none exists. Mm -hmm. And I understand that because I think we have struggled with that, especially in the area of, of home education. Mm -hmm. And um, when... When, you know, I'm sick and you were out of work and everyone was trying to push me to go go back to work because I had teaching credentials and yep. you were having, a, having difficulty finding work that fit you. And, you know, it is only the strength of our conviction that the Bible said that young women should be workers at home, that we should be caring for our husbands and children, that kept us from yep. going into that ditch, and which yep. I think would have changed the course of our life forevermore. Yeah. Um, it would have, it was a critical turning point in our family. Yeah. And so, you know, it took a lot to sit, to resist and to go a different way and to walk, step out in faith and do what we believe the scripture teaches we were supposed to do. Yeah. Now so, I, would, I would say publicly here, uh, for anyone who may be thinking that we've caved, uh, we still believe that. Titus 2 teaches that young women should be taught to be workers at home, keepers at home, managers at, at home. Yeah. Uh, 
and the people who are to teach them that are older women who have also done that and are experienced at that and understand that. So we, we've not moved an inch on that, although it does seem like a lot of folks have or are moving. Uh, also in education, we don't see any, uh, we, we think the easiest and best way to keep the commands of God for how we disciple our children is to live with them. Right. Be around them all the time. Uh, and we're not saying that anybody who sends their kids to a Christian school is in sin by any stretch. Of course not. But you've just made your job a little harder. Yeah, and you've presented uh, a new set of challenges, um, which we won't get into here, but but I do believe it's harder. Yeah, I do. that way. I, I do think that is true. But yeah, at the same time, I know some families where that was a very good solution. Mm-hmm. Family without a mother mm-hmm. at home. Mm-hmm. And that was a, a good, that's a good solution mm-hmm. for them at that time. Yeah. Um, so that's not to say this is wrong or evil. Yet at the same time, um, so many of these issues you want to turn into um, issues. And I think of that, uh, we have a, we know of, a family where the mother struggles with nursing the children. And, um, and there, I think are some factors there. There are things that she could do better or do differently or whatever, but for whatever reason, the multiple children, she struggled to nurse them for more than just a short time and then changed them over to the bottle. And, um, you know, she kind of lived under some judgment for that. And, You know, yes, I absolutely think God designed breast milk to be best for babies. And I worked really hard with some couple of guys who were really bad nursers. And and it was a very hard thing. And um, But, you know, there's a time when it's like, you got to feed your baby. The Bible says you got to feed your children. (laughs) It doesn't say. Yeah, so if this breastfeeding thing is starving your child for one reason or another. Then you're not feeding your children. Get a bottle. And praise God we live in a day and age where... (laughs) You know, there's options, yeah. you know, beyond just going right to raw formula. goat's milk or, yeah, yeah. Um, whatever. But, um, but yeah, so we want to, we want to create issues that don't exist. Yeah, we want to be gracious in all of these things because they are preferences. There, yeah. there are, are matters of biblical wisdom. Yeah. And everybody, each household has to make decisions on these things. Right. And it's, it does helpful to be older, you know, to be in our 40s. And to be looking at the newborn issues now, uh-huh. because we've had so many experiences in life and so many examples in life. And mm-hmm. a you know, great one is we have gone, for, we have done um, completely natural childbirth in the hospital. We've done home birth and then we've done completely, I mean, we've never had to have a C-section, praise the Lord, but, you know, scheduled induction for no... <laughs> medical reason, yeah. Yeah, you know, schedule induction so that, you know, grandma could be there in time to help with the children yeah. and, uh, you know, epidural and, you know, the whole nine yards, everything you wouldn't, you know, yeah. um, everything that would make our, you know, our natural friends turn and over. We've been okay with all of them at the time. Right. Uh, and, and, and still are, don't look down our noses at anybody who chooses any of those. No. And, and. You know, like I said, it does help to have had experience. I mean, some of it we made decisions where we didn't really know. You know, I think of uh, we 
some of our children were vaccinated with vaccines I would no longer give. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we were going we on, right. And we were going on what the, the doctor, the person we trusted to make those decisions mm-hmm. with us, you know, we went on that and then we did some research and said, you know, maybe not. And we have a different doctor now who gives us different counsel and, you know, we weigh what we know and, and, and usually we tend to, um, agree with, with him on, on things because he's a, he's a wise and not in, not, quick to intervene um he's a dad of a lot of kids too and he sees all all sides of it but um but it does help i think to have age and experience behind us because we've seen good people who've made decisions that were opposite of ours Mm -hmm. and we recognize that there are two sides to every story and that um you know that on one hand the meat might have been offered to idols but on the other hand god has made everything clean Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with eating that meat. But if you've lived your whole life being told that that meat is evil and it just really bothers you to eat it, then we should, in love, not eat meat when we're with that person. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and that's the principle of, of, of Christian liberty. And it's important, I think, for us to make sure that we define these as areas of Christian liberty. Mm-hmm. Rather than defining them as biblical issues in the sense of there's a right and there's a wrong. Um, it has helped since you've become an elder to look at things and think, okay, well, is that worthy of church discipline? <laughs> you know, if, it, if you really are going against what the Bible says, then you are under the discipline of the Lord, Yeah. you know, and really is feeding your baby that way is having that kind of birth is eating that kind of food. Is that really sinful? Because if it is, we have to be willing to discipline folks all the way through to excommunication. Right. And so you're going to excommunicate for shopping at Walmart or not shopping at Walmart? (laughs) You know? No, of course not. You know? So so then we realize, okay, this is an area of grace. It's majoring on minors. Right. It's calling biblical what God has not called biblical. And there's this balance because I think it's important as we live in community that we have conversation. We shouldn't shy away from conversation. And yet at the same time, we also should not be creating divisions among the body. And what we see in the food issue is what we saw in the baby decision issues 20 years ago. You know, 20 years ago, it was like this click and this click. You had the natural childbirth and the scheduled. You know, and these were the people who did the high medical and they did the scheduling and they did all this stuff, high intervention. And then over here were the, you know, demand fed and, and no, no medical intervention, you know, as little as possible. Okay. And it polarized our age group mm-hmm. when we were in our early twenties. Mm-hmm. And now I'm seeing the same thing <clears throat> with the food issue and almost like, I mean, I remember thinking, I don't know if we can have them over because the way they eat is so foreign to me and I can't afford to feed them in the way that they're used to eating. It's so important to them. Right. We know some folks that made clear, you know, we don't care when we go out, we'll eat anything. But some folks didn't. They made it a moral issue. Right. And so we felt like we can't have them over. Right. Because I don't know how to cook that way and I don't, I can't afford to prepare. We'd be, we could be causing these folks to sin. Right. Um, so, so that's, it's important that we look at these issues. And like I said, it doesn't prohibit conversation, but it also, we also recognize that there's a limit to the conversation. You know, there's an area where you talk about things and then there's a time when you shut up about things, (laughs) if you will. And, and you, um, recognize that, you know, and of course this is also, I mean, it tends to be, tends to be a younger person problem Mm -hmm. because, we tend to feel like we have more answers the younger we are. 
And, you know, you put a lot of time and energy and effort researching all of this. And you may have learned some things that, um, you know, your older family, like, for example, um, my mom had four children, uh, my brother, me and the twins. Um, she only nursed the twins for six weeks. Um, you know, she didn't know that she had reached the point where it was going to get a lot easier. <laughs> um, but, you know, in her generation and where the place where we lived, she only knew one other person who, who breastfed their children. Yeah. Um, it was, it was just not something that was done at yeah. all. It was not assumed and it was very hard. And then to have twins and to be, that be your first experience with it. Um, so when we had our children and we wanted to nurse, um, now thankfully my mom was very, very, um, supportive of that because she had tried that. But at the same time, you know, there were a lot of things that we had read about and learned and, you know, and on one hand, um, she was very supportive, but it would have been easy to create attention. Like you did me a disservice because you didn't nurse me when I was young. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It would be easy to, in my youth, become very arrogant, mm -hmm. you know, and mom was very sweet about it. And, oh, we just know so much more and there's so much more support and it's so much better. But, um, it, it very easily could have turned into, I know, I know better. Yeah. I'm, I'm smarter than you are because I have this information that you did not have. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, particularly to our younger p parents, you know, to realize, um, you know, it may be something that you feel very strongly about, but you need to know that 20 years from now, you may feel a little differently. You may meet somebody who you really respect, who does things very differently. And, you know, darned if their children don't turn out really good. <laughs> yeah. And practically speaking, if, if someone is engaging in sin, every, every Christian has a responsibility to call them on it. Yes. So don't go calling something sin unless you're going to follow through with Matthew 18 and go to your brother. It, if you're not going to go through, then you don't believe strongly enough about it or you're a coward, mm -hmm. perhaps. Or it's not really sin. Not really sin. Yeah. Yeah. That does sort things out so quickly, doesn't it? Right. And that doesn't mean that there's not a level of conversation and sharing, as we've said. Yeah. Um, but then there's a time to stop. Hi, this is Eric from Highlands. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast from Kara and Steve Murphy as much as I have. The Murphys have long written for our magazine, Every Thought Captive, and I'm thrilled that we're getting to hear even more from them as they seek to apply scripture to their everyday lives. The Murphys are just a part of the community of believers that make up the teaching in Highlands. We are adding new voices all the time as we seek to learn from each other about what God would have us to be and how he would have us to live. You can find this podcast and all our other resources on our website at highlandsministriesonline.org. I value your feedback. You are who we are here for. If you have any questions or comments or concerns, please don't hesitate to email me at info at highlandsministriesonline.org or you can call 877-878-2238.